0: Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. Uh, my normal co-host, Josh Goodwin, is out this week. I think that he is honestly um, so frustrated with mortgage rates that he just decided to check out for the weekend. No, in all seriousness, he had a trip planned. Um, I'm sure he's not happy with mortgage rates. There's a lot of people in the mortgage industry A lot of people in the economic world that don't love the inflation uh, and economic obstacles that have been present that have caused mortgage rates to rise. But I actually want to talk about that as my first topic today. Again, this is Andrew Duncan uh, of the Duncan Duo team now with LPT Realty. Uh, I've talked about it on last week's show. If you want to know the why behind it, uh, you can go to our YouTube uh, or our Instagram. I've put out some videos on it or my personal Facebook. Uh, You can find me on Facebook. I'm Andrew Duncan Duo, I think is my at On Facebook, and I put out a video uh, this past week just talking about why we went to LPT Realty and why we changed real estate brokerages after 14 years to, um, you know, move our team there. And so, nonetheless, what I want to get to today, though, is the people that are afraid that home values in Tampa Bay are going to crash, or that we're going to have some similar real estate obstacle. That we had back during the Great Recession. Now, I want to preface this by saying that um, what I'm going to talk about, I don't necessarily agree with the strategy of it, but I want to talk to you about why the real estate, residential real estate market in Tampa Bay. Uh, is pretty protected from the uh, the downfall that we saw during the Great Recession. During the Great Recession, the biggest obstacles that led to our real estate market downturn were the easeability of getting money. Okay, so speculators and anybody and their brother, including dancers at the Mons Venus, could go get mortgages very, very easily um, and qualify with simply their word. Um, if they had an even remotely decent credit score and said that they had a job, it was pretty easy for them to get a mortgage. So it was very easy to get mortgages. And and what ended up happening is because it was so easy for people to get mortgages, so many people speculated um, and and bought into homes that they really couldn't easily afford in the short term, but appreciation was happening so much that they expected it would continue to last forever. Well, the obstacle started happening when people... Ran into a more challenging economic time and couldn't make their payments. So, what it led to was a massive increase in inventory and a dramatic increase in the number of foreclosures. And foreclosures are kind of like the scarlet letter for the real estate market because banks don't want to own real estate. They want cash. So, they want to, as quickly as they can, get rid of that real estate for cash. And so What ends up happening in foreclosures is they're typically not well-maintained homes. If somebody stopped being able to afford it um, or stopped making payments, whether they were a landlord or a primary occupant, they weren't taking care of the AC units. They weren't taking care of the yard. They didn't get the roof replaced. They didn't put in new appliances. They're just not maintaining the home. So you have this... At a time when prices are dropping, at the same time that those owners stop taking care of the home, when those homes finally do hit the market, they establish a new baseline for a comparable sale in the neighborhood. And then it pulls all the other sales down because then when an appraiser goes to look at a neighborhood and let's just say there are four or five comparable sales and one or maybe two of them are foreclosures, it pulls the values way down because those homes are going to sell for much less than retail because they need work and they have. Have a very motivated seller, aka the bank, that just wants cash. So, um the reason why that isn't going to happen this time that doesn't mean we can't have major you know we i think everyone knows that our economy is not in the best shape that it's ever been and it doesn't mean there can't be obstacles in the stock market the job market and the economy okay so i'm not talking about um you know our economy's sunshine and rainbows here i'm talking about what the federal government has done whether you agree with it or not that has more or less prevented um, the real estate market from seeing the same kind of massive increase in inventory and massive drops in prices. And the first thing is that interest rates have skyrocketed. So, what that ends up doing is that holds people in place that have homes. So, interest rates today are in the 7 and 8% range. Again, sometimes they can be a little better than that, depending on how much money you're putting down, your credit score, your income, all that. But but let's just say average rates are between 7 and 8% right now. So, all of the homeowners out there that want to sell are are more or less stuck in their home because they don't want to give up their 2 or 3 or 4% interest rate to go out and buy at 7 or 8% interest rate it's a deterrent so that keeps homes from coming on the market so so in essence to to have a supply and demand curve flip and and go to a buyer's market where prices stop drop, dropping you need more homes available for sale than there are buyers for them Well, we're presently in Tampa Bay operating at two months supply of inventory to be in a market that is considered balanced. It's six months of inventory during the worst parts of the real estate market crash back a long time ago, I was a real estate agent then. Okay. I've been doing this thing, I've been in this game 20 years, right? So so I, I remember it. Back then, you would see neighborhoods that had a year plus 12, 15, 18 months supply of inventory. So you had a massive overabundance of homes that were for sale compared to the number of buyers that were wanting to buy. So what ended up happening is all the sellers, whether they're banks or short sales at the time or regular homeowners, had to slash their prices and compete with each other to be one of the ones that gets picked for sale. And then secondarily, we had a declining value situation where you had foreclosures continue to come onto the market and people then use those, the appraisers use those as the new comparables and it just pulls everything down. So that was the cycle that we were in. So the interest rates are, are a major component of why that won't happen, okay? And and again, whether you c- call our economy capitalist or not at this point with all the government oversight is is neither here nor there. The reality is that the the um you know the the Fed controls interest rates. Ipso facto controls, in essence, the mortgage market and the real estate market. So by having them high, they keep people in place, and what that causes is inflation, meaning that everything starts to cost more money. So, so uh, you know, and it doesn't cause inflation; it's a it's a byproduct of of inflation. But everything is costing more money. So a new construction house, the materials, the supplies, all those things have gotten more expensive. Fuel, um, that's what happens in inflation. So when in in a crashing real estate market, the homes coming on the market, um, there isn't a lot of new construction, and the majority of the homes coming on the market that are for sale are foreclosures we're just setting a low baseline. In today's market, the majority of the homes coming on the market for sale are from new construction home builders because they're the only ones that can look at this logically and say, hey, we can make a profit and we can sell because we don't want to occupy the house. We want to move the inventory so we can keep building. So a lot of the home sales are new construction homes and new construction builders because of inflation have to put their Homes at higher prices because things cost more. So back in the foreclosure crisis, you had the majority of the homes coming on the market, or not the majority, but a but a but a strong number of homes coming out of the market that were controlling the market and co- were, were bank-owned foreclosures and short sales. Okay, today we don't have those bank-owned and foreclosures. We have new construction homes and builders that are raising prices because of inflation, aka prices keep rising, and those become the comps that control the market. So when in 2019 when home goes up for sale in a neighborhood and there's been a 2023 new build that sold for higher money it helps to pull that 2019 sale up so prices have continued to rise right now we're looking at predictions of 5 to you know 5 to 7% appreciation you know 2 to 5% in some neighborhoods 5 to 7 in others depending on where you're at in Tampa bay so we're still seeing home values rise now are they rising faster than inflation that's debatable, um, but they are rising. They're not dropping because there aren't foreclosures. Not. I want to talk next about why there aren't foreclosures. Okay, so the the federal government learned during the last you know, crash, okay, that they did not want to go through that again. They did not want to see real estate values drop. So they've almost put like a protective bubble around residential real estate. Now, fortunately, our local economy has more population growth and more people moving here. Uh, a lot of people moving because they love politics. They love our politics. They love no state income tax, whatever it is, we have population growth, which again, creates more home buyers. Okay, it doesn't create more home sellers when those home sellers are in interest rates at two and three percent. They don't want to sell to go out and buy at seven or eight. Okay. So when you have an increase in population and you have a federal government that said, hey, we're gonna put a bubble around residential real estate because we don't want the aftermath of all of that. We don't want the political carnage of all of that. We don't, we just don't want that. So they've they've put controls in place. And one of those controls is called forbearance. Okay. They did this during COVID pretty heavily, 16% of all people that had mortgages during COVID got forbearance. That's one out of six. Okay, so the federal government saw that. They saw how much prices were rising. They encouraged forbearance. The banks looked at it as a win too, because what they looked at is okay for for people that might lose their job, that would fall behind in a different economy when prices were dropping. The bank wanted to foreclose and get those people out of there so that they could get their money. Well, with with inflation the way that it is and values rising the way that they are, banks aren't foreclosing anywhere near that number because they're simply allowing people to kick the can down the road until they can eventually get employed and catch up their mortgage. And as values are rising because of inflation and because of what I talked about before, you just don't see foreclosures coming on the market because those people that do fall behind and get forbearance, by the time they get reemployed and they and they've just increased the amount they owe, they're still in an equity position. So they don't sell. So, in essence, what, what has happened is the federal government has a system now that's going to prevent foreclosures and truly for residents Real estate, at least in the short term. Now, it, you know, who knows how long that lasts. It's certainly not uh it's certainly not something that lasts forever. Um, but it, it's why our real estate market isn't at risk anytime soon for any kind of crash, because appreciation and inflation drive prices enough to the point, up enough to the point, our demand is high enough to the point, our supply is super low. It basically makes it so that people aren't gonna hit foreclosure and pull the market and the comps down. So hopefully that makes sense, but that's that that's in essence what has happened with the real estate market in Tampa Bay, uh, and and in a lot of areas across the country. There will be areas of the country that suffer a little bit more than ours, but we're still seeing appreciation despite unemployment numbers, inflation numbers, um, you know, a lot of economic obstacles. But that's really the the long term view of why it is where it is and why real estate values aren't dropping like a lot of people would have predicted in an unemployment inflation related economy that we're in now um, a lot of people believe that if and i'm one of them if interest rates come back down anywhere near five five percent we'll see another explosion again because then people that are in their homes that are waiting to sell them because they don't want to pay seven or eight it gets close enough to where they're at to 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 not continue sacrificing their quality of life to move in to move up or move out to the home they really want to be in. But right now there's a lot of people in gridlock and the the appreciation and inflation and and low interest rates that a lot of sellers have is protecting inventory from rising and keeping our market from any kind of risk of of uh, depreciation. So hopefully that's made sense and uh, I'm going to be back continuing our conversation after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo show. So back here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show, I want to talk about the luxury real estate market. Again, Andrew Duncan with the Duncan Duo team at LPT Realty. That is one segment of the real estate market that doesn't have much of an impact with what's going on. When you talk about homes above seven figures in Tampa Bay, um, inflation, the mortgage rates, um, it really doesn't affect that crowd and truly um, a lot of them continue to get wealthier despite what's going on. So I, you know the luxury market is still doing incredibly well. Um, we're still seeing a lot of people move here and buy. We just broke our record sale. Uh, we just sold a six point eight million dollar um, you know mansion on the water uh, that broke our company's record sale. Um, as well as the, the the record for the neighborhood, I believe. So again, luxury real estate market is still doing well. We'd love the opportunity if you're thinking about selling a multi-million dollar property. Maybe you've got an agent that is giving you a lot of excuses as to why it hasn't sold, or the market is this, or the market is that. And there are obstacles to selling today. It does take time to find the right buyer. Has it softened a little bit? Of course. But it's still moving very, very strong. We still have a lot of demand, a lot of people moving here, and I want to talk about our featured luxury property this week, which is in the Sanctuary in Longboat Key, 545 Sanctuary Drive Unit B206. Uh, we just had a price reduction on this property. It's listed for $2.1 million. It is a 3 2375 2,375-square-foot house. If you are um, in town right now thinking about moving here, um, this, this property is going to surpass all your expectations in Sanctuary. Luxury li- living meets breathtaking views. Nestled on the second floor. It's a three-bedroom, three-bath condo, uh, an array of amenity, array of amenities, spacious living areas designed for your comfort and convenience, uh, wraparound balcony. The community itself um, has tennis courts, uh, you know, majestic view of the Gulf of Mexico, the unit, wood cabinets, newly painted, stainless steel appliances. An incredible design, a master bath with with a luxurious van, luxurious vanity space. Again, so much more. You can see more about this property on our website. At the Duncan Duo. Again, it is five four five Sanctuary Drive, B two o six in Longboat Key listed for 2.1 million. If you are thinking about selling your luxury property and you want it showcased on our radio show, just reach out to us at theduncanduo.com. We'd love to talk about your property on air uh, like we did for our listing at Sanctuary. So again, you're listening to the Duo real estate show. When we aren't on air, follow us at theduncanduo, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. We are out there. Uh, on all the social media channels, going to be talking a lot about the Tampa Bay Lightning soon. We're excited for the new season to start uh, and excited about continuing our partnership uh, with the Lightning for another year. I think this would be our eighth or ninth year, which is amazing to me uh, how long we've we've had a relationship with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, uh, again, uh, hope to see you at a hockey game this year. We'll be rooting our Lightning along. And if you go to a game, I'm sure you're going to see my logo uh, and face uh, in the arena Making sure that you know that we're always Guaranteeing to sell your home in 14 days And or give you An instant cash offer And I want to talk about our instant cash Offer program there are a lot of people That that do this okay you, you, you've you heard The hedge funds you, you see the ads you see The billboards one of the unique differences About ours we just had One recently where we Actually saved the guy money Because he he was really going to get uh, Taken advantage of and Anytime that you're buying Uh, real estate in this type of environment you know, I'm not buying it to lose money, but but I'm also not trying to take advantage of people and I'm a lot more flexible to work with than some of the larger hedge funds that have criteria and guidelines and timelines and they won't let you stay in the property. And so we've creatively allowed people to stay post closing. We have uh you know done lease backs. We've we've done a lot of these creative things and we're also unafraid to buy homes that need a lot of work that that are kind of the ugly house in the neighborhood. There are a lot of the funds and big companies that are just looking for homes they can throw some lipstick on we aren't afraid of land we're not afraid of uh teardowns we're not afraid of homes that need work and again you can do that at duncanduo.com you can get your instant cash offer and that is directly from us um you know we have our own fund set up we buy homes cash we, we we're buying homes all the time so if you are someone who just doesn't want to deal with the obstacles of selling traditionally you're not likely to get as much money. As you sell traditionally, but it's but it's convenience, okay. And the money's close, okay. It's just you have to decide whether you want maximum value um, or maximum convenience, and that's the difference between the cash offer program uh, and then going on the market traditionally as an agent. One of the unique things that we will do that other companies don't do: most of the funds out there that are buying real estate won't also give you your options of listing your house. We will tell you the options and say, hey. Here's what we're gonna do if we list your house and here's how much you net, and, and here's the timeline and the convenience and the steps you got to go through. And here's the instant cash offer for you as an option. So that is something unique that that not a lot of people do. We want you to make the right choice for you. And sometimes the right choice is putting the home on the market and maximizing the value. And sometimes it's, you know, you've inherited a property or you've got a home that needs a lot of work and you just want a professional to take over all of the renovation because you don't want to. And that's another thing. We've we've recently bought. Uh, multiple homes that were kind of in phases of renovation. So if you started a renovation, you don't want to continue with it, um, or you've got high debt service. You know, a lot of people that that renovate homes are paying a massive amount of debt, and things can sometimes take longer and cost more. All those are reasons why sometimes people will uh, sell uh, directly to us. So you can do that at DuncanDuo.com, and I'm going to be back continuing our conversation after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo Show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. It's interesting because you know this is my my, you know, 20th year operating in the real estate business, just kind of starting up now and um, excited about the change that we've made with LPT Realty, um, because I believe it is a model, a brokerage model that is a brokerage for life that gives people an opportunity at past their real estate career to earn income to earn stock in the company it's it's a revolutionary model that i think is perfect timing for a real estate market that is struggling a little bit and so one of the crowds i want to talk to right now are real estate agents that are out there struggling um and and the reason why i want to talk to real estate agents struggling is one of my mentors recently said andrew one of the biggest keys to your success is 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 giving it all away and what he meant by that is helping people and helping as many people as you can. And I knew in my prior model, I was limited from the number of people that I could help this new model allows me to work with people even if they don't want to join my team, but they just want to be their own agent with LPT Realty, uh, I can help them with that too. And so you can go to jointheduo.com. You can get a career consultation with me or our sales president. There's a link in there. You can apply for open positions and we will let you know the options of whether or not our team or LPT Realty with you running your own business and your own brand is the right fit for you and how we can help you with that uh, no matter which path you go. But, Real estate agents right now that don't understand that the, that the market has changed, this market is going to chew up and spit out amateur hour real estate agents that have not gotten with the times, that have not done one of two things, okay? There are two crucial things if you're a real estate agent out there right now not succeeding. There are two things that you need to look at, really three. There's, there's three things, okay? The first one is, number one, um, are you improving your skills, Okay. If you're a real estate agent right now and you're not paying attention to everything going on in the market and you're not looking at improving your skills, improving what you're saying to clients, improving your presentation skills, okay, improving um, your communication skills with your client, if you're not working on improving, okay, this market is going to eat you up and spit you out, okay? The second area that real estate agents have to work on getting better at is they have to increase their activities, okay? And they need to increase their activities that actually lead to sales. They need to know their numbers. There are a lot of real estate agents that did very well when the market was super hot, and they really didn't need to pay attention to their numbers because the money just kept flowing in. But when the market corrects, okay, and 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 again, are we in a um, a different real estate market than a year or two ago? Of course, there's there's you know fewer home sales, prices have risen, but there are fewer home sales available for real estate agents to earn an income on, meaning that um, we're going to continue to see the number of real estate agents, whether it's good or bad drop. There's, there's going to be fewer and fewer real estate agents because there's not enough sales. And there's a lot of them that, that benefited from how hot the real estate market is. So you have to up your activities. What I mean by that is prospecting. You've got to, you've got to call and reach more people. You've got to market better and you've got to market more. You've got to sacrifice your margin And maybe not make as much, but to be able to make it through challenging times. The other part of that is um, whatever you're good at, do more of it. Okay, And if you're not good at it, learn how to get good at it. So it's, it's a market that you have to improve your skills, but you also have to dramatically increase your activities. We're telling our agents that want to succeed, that want to make it through this, it's time to double the number of people you're communicating with. If you're not doubling everything you're doing right now, this you're at great risk for not making it in a different real estate market than we were in um, you know, just a year, two, and three ago. The third thing is you have to look at your environment, and you have to believe that the place that you're at and the company that you're at is making changes and shifts – To help you succeed in a different real estate market, okay? Are they bringing you skills? Are they bringing you a culture of joy? Are they investing in you? Are they finding ways uh, for you to earn income? Okay. If you're in a place that isn't doing that for you, you need to evaluate that, okay? If you're not in a place that is helping you create wealth, that is helping you also invest, that is helping improve your skills. And it's helping hold you accountable to activities because this is a real estate market. that real estate agents need accountability. If they don't want, it's like, you know, the, the, and, and I don't mean this physically, but a lot of real estate agents, the last couple of years got fat. Okay. And, and I don't mean physically, but I mean, sales were easy. They were bountiful. And so it, they didn't have to work very hard. Okay. So they got a little lazy. They got a little sloppy, but it really didn't matter. Well, when the market shifts, all that goes away. They have to get focused on skills. They have to be on top of their game, and the amateur hour stuff has to stop, or they're not going to make it. So speaking of amateur hour, um, still to this day, I see real estate listings, uh, and sometimes they're investors – that uh, that owned their own property and they got their license to save money because they thought that it was really easy to sell real estate and they thought that they could put sloppy photos up of listings, you know, without a garage door hung or missing a refrigerator or uh, you know, still the blue tape on the wall that they haven't removed. Um, it's amazing to me to see home listings in a market like this where people are not putting their best foot forward. Um, even with inventory low, consumers still have an high a high expectation. So, some amateur hour real estate signs when it comes to real estate photos, okay? Uh, you know, amateurish phone photos, okay? If it appears that it's a photo taken with a phone, that is not somebody investing in their career or their brand, okay? That's a real estate agent that doesn't, doesn't really care and isn't putting their best foot forward for that property. Uh, The second thing is, is, you know, filters going way overboard with filters. Look, your your real estate listing is not is not your Snapchat filter time. Okay, that's not that is not the time to heavily filter the photo. Uh, People can see through that. They can tell that it's not authentic and that it's been, um, you know, filtered. Skip the wide angles Um, again when. You know, a wide angle lens is fine as long as it's not making stuff look deformed or circular. You know, you you can really mess some stuff up with that. Um, Turning up the light, lots of natural light, turn on all the lights, open the blinds, show off the natural light of the house. Um, Keeping people out of the frame. This is wild to me, but I still see it all the time. If you're putting real estate on the market, whether you're an owner or an agent, and there is a human being, in the photo. Please stop. Please stop. Please go do something else. Please hire someone. Please delete the photo. People do not want to see other human beings in real estate photos, okay? They just don't. There's so many reasons why it doesn't work, but first and foremost is it prevents emotional attachment. When people are looking at a home, they want to envision themselves living in it, okay? If they're looking at a photo and there's someone else living in it, it eliminates their ease ability to feel comfortable living in it. It's the same thing we tell sellers that have you know fo- shrine photos of people in their family all over the house, and they're going to put their house on the market, and then every person that comes over there is going to feel like, oh, I don't know if I could ever feel like this is home is mine. Feels like theirs. Um, if you're going to be a seller, you need to neutralize that, uh, you know, and you need to eliminate all of those photos and and take them down. I always tell people if you're going to hire us. Start packing now because we're going to sell your house, um, and it's much better to get ahead of that game than it is to wait. So start packing up all that stuff now. Clean the place up. Um, this is another one that, that's wild to me. Um, if you're going to have showings, the place, the place needs to be cleaned up. If, if you have sloppy kids or if you have a spouse that doesn't you know, take care of stuff or, or it keeps things out, you got to lock that up for the time that's on the market if you want to maximize the value. Okay. Um, the same thing goes for tenants. I've got a whole laundry list of things I can recommend to people if they're going to sell their house with a tenant in it because I can tell you that backfires a lot. People lose a lot of money putting their house on the market with tenants in them when the tenants don't cooperate with the sale or don't take good care of the house. So there are some things that you could do to get your tenant on board, or you can simply wait until you can have the home vacant and completely can control the environment. So if you want to maximize your sale with the tenant in it, reach out to me. I'm happy to share my tips with you. There are a bunch of them. Um, But in a nutshell, you're better off selling without the tenant. But if you have to sell with the tenant, you've got to incentivize them some way to cooperate. Uh, Last but not least, <laughs> the toilet lid, okay? No one wants to see the toilet lid up, okay? Put the toilet lid down, right? That should not you should not see that in a photo. The one thing that I see a lot of that that really messes up photos for people that are doing an amateur hour style is mirrors, okay? You, you can't be in the mirror, they can't see the flash in the mirror, they can't see your camera in the mirror. Okay, you need proper editing software. You need to remove the flash, you need to remove you from the mirror or it needs to be taken at an angle um that that you can't see. The last thing I would tell you is the order of the photos, okay? This is really important. People do not understand this, okay? The order of the photos really matters. There is a science that goes along with the order that the photos go in, okay? What photos you put first, what photos you put second, when you don't put the photos in an order that is appealing to the consumer or the things that they want to see about the home, Are are photo number fifty? You're gonna lose them before they ever get there. Okay, you've got to understand that you only have one chance to make a first impression. You can't mess that up. You've got to that money shot needs to be the first photo, and the other photos need to be the most compelling things about that home. If you have a beautiful water view and you've got it at the 18th photo, you're you're an idiot. Okay, you're you're missing it. You're missing the point. Okay, if you got a beautiful pool and it's at photo 33. Okay, guess what? They didn't make it to photo 33. They clicked next. Okay. If you took photos on a rainy day, all right, guess what? They clicked next. Okay. You have to you are selling sunshine and rainbows with Tampa, Florida real estate, and you've got to win the game of keeping them locked into that home and in a first impression opportunity. You only have that one chance. Your first few photos need to be the most compelling things about the home that hook the consumer in and keep them clicking through to the next photos. If what they expect to see isn't In one of those first photos, you lost them. Because here's the thing. People would say things like, oh, well, the the pool is listed in the description. It's listed in the remarks. They can read that there's a pool even if it's at photo 18. Ain't nobody reading it. Nobody reads today. Nobody wants to read that description. Like the number of people actually read through that description are few. They're looking at the photos, and that's it. So you you definitely need to make sure you're winning the game when it comes to the first few photos. When we aren't on air, make sure to follow us on all of our socials at the TheDuncanDuo, uh, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Just search for us, Duncan Duo through Google. You can find our Google My Business page and uh, as w- many other resources by just searching Dunkin' Duo. And uh, If you're looking for an instant cash offer for your house or you're thinking about selling your home through traditional means or you want to sell your luxury property like the ones we talked about earlier in the show, the unique marketing that needs to go into those, just hit us up at duncanduo.com fill out a free report, and one of our specialists will reach out to you to directly talk about the options that you have in front of you, again, at duncanduo.com We're going to be back after a quick break to wrap up our show, talk about the Tampa real estate market in our last segment, and again, be back after a quick break. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market, and I want to talk about buying a new construction home, okay? If you're listening right now, if you're listening to us right here on 970, Uh, WFLA News, and you're thinking about buying a new construction home, please do not go directly to the builder without a real estate agent. Okay. Whether that's us or someone you like, know, and trust, um, we would love to help you. We have, you know, we've sold hundreds of new construction homes. We've got a track record of seeing and looking what the builder's offering to make sure we can get more for our client. And we have a process that helps manage all of that to make sure you're getting what you're supposed to get Um, and we can hold them accountable. Um, you know, from past experience to knowing what they'll do, what they won't do. We've got connections within those builders because of the number of homes that we've sold where we can kind of use that leverage and our brand and our reach to help you accomplish what you might not be able to accomplish on your own. Because the reality is when you walk into a builder sales center, you're talking to someone who works for the builder. They are not your advocate. They may appear to be, but I promise you they are working for and paid by the builder. Uh, and that is who they're loyal to. So when you go to buy new construction, I'm a Firm believer that you should have an agent representing you that knows what they're doing um, to guide you through that process to help push things along. Um, there are a lot of obstacles buying new construction today, and you know, experienced agents like the ones on our team that that focus on new construction because I've got some agents. That aren't experienced at it, but if you come and work with us, you're getting an agent that is experienced at that. I run a business model that's very much a specialist model. No different than a a large law firm or a large, you know, medical company that's got a podiatrist and a cardiologist, or they've got a personal injury lawyer and a divorce lawyer and a medical malpractice lawyer. Similarly, my company is a specialist model. So when someone comes into us, we're determining which agent is the right fit for them. Um and and you know, sometimes that's um you know, one of our super experienced, you know, high producing agents, sometimes I have some involvement. So we're working directly with our customers that are buying new construction with someone that's experienced at that, they can help guide them through that process because so many people make mistakes in buying new construction. They go direct to the builder and then they lose the leverage. They lose some of the experience of dealing with the builder. Um, homes take longer, inspection obstacles, all these things can come into play that a real estate agent that is experienced with working with that builder can help you. Uh, navigate through some of the same thing goes with warranty concerns um you know we've been able to solve some of those because Again, when you're just a regular solo person going in and buying from the builder, um, you you don't really. If they upset you, they don't really lose much. But when you're, you know, forty real estate agents strong selling that has sold billions of dollars in real estate, and we've done a lot of deals with them, and you have a house that's going awry, we have, you know, an opportunity to help you with our scale because that builder doesn't want to hurt the relationship with us because how much we've worked with them, um, we can resolve things that you may not be able to do on your own. So, uh, another thing that a lot of people make a mistake on, and this is something we work really hard with people to understand, um, do not buy a new construction home without home inspections. And I'm talking home inspections at multiple points in the process. I hear people all the time, oh, well, it's new and it's got a warranty. Good luck dealing with that when the warranty issue is something structural or it's some sort of problem in the walls and they've got to take stuff apart or they didn't do something up to code um and you find out later on or a leak happens post closing that could have been caught if you had an inspection done you know pre drywall so our inspectors and the ones that we're going to recommend are going to help inspect that at every step of the phase again i love builders we work with them a lot but you can go online with any of the major national builders google their name and see the horror story laundry list of problems people've had buying new construction homes okay you do not want to go to that go into that situation without it, you know, someone behind you to help you navigate through that and without people that know the 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 downfalls because of all the communities we've sold in. We know some of the communities that have some construction obstacles. Maybe they had a foreman that didn't do a good job and they threw up some homes really sloppily in a particular neighborhood. Those are things that are valuable to you to help you enjoy your home moving forward. And if you go in without an experienced agent, you are risking um, a lot of those time constraint and obstacles. I saw someone recently that had bought a new construction home, uh, you know, ranting and raving on Facebook about what wasn't done, and sure enough, was able to look it up. And they bought directly from the builder with without an agent to help them. Uh, and there were probably steps along the process that an experienced agent could help them avoid by, you know, those different inspections, uh, the knowledge all of those different things. So don't don't uh, make that mistake and be that person if you are thinking about buying new construction, have an agent help you and we would love the opportunity to help you help you with that. You can call us at 813-359-8990. Again, that is 813-359-8990. You can message us through our website or on any of our social channels if you were thinking about buying new construction and need help. If you're already under contract on new construction, unfortunately we can't help you. There's really not a lot we can do. Um you know, that's at the point where it's, you know, there's nothing we can really do to, ha- to Help you um, at that point. So this this obviously is something that people thinking about buying new construction need to look at. And again, you can do that at theduncanduo.com or at theduncanduo message or call us at 813-359-8990. So I appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back next Sunday. I believe I'll have Josh Goodwin back in the house. We'll talk about the mortgage market, uh, some expectations of what we ex- expect to see from real estate as we near the end of the year. We might even talk about haunted houses. That's something that this time of year always kind of comes into the equation about you know some of the experiences we've had. And, and unfortunately, we have had some properties that we believed, had some weird stuff going on So tune in the next week's show And have an awesome rest of your weekend Tampa Bay